0: the next generation of radio it's the mymac.com podcast podcasting from the mymac.com studios it's your hosts Tim Robertson and Chad Perry it's Thursday March 24th and this is the mymac.com podcast I'm Chad Perry and I'm Tim Robertson and uh, today
1: we're going to be talking about social security reform at Oh, this, no wait, that's that's the wrong podcast, uh, right? I
0: thought this was a Terry Terry Schiavo thing. No,
1: yes. no, no, that's the other podcast. Oh, we're gonna God, we're gonna be co- tired of hearing about that. Yeah, I tell you. So, the, are we gonna do the the top fifty music songs, or is that another one yet again? No,
0: that's that's Casey Kasem and uh, well, Ryan Seacrest. Well, what the heck are we supposed? Oh, Mac, we're talking about Mac stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're back to that podcast.
1: Okay, just had to
0: get my head on straight there. Because all we do is we just do this all day for everybody, so, yeah. yeah, every
1: other podcast you hear is actually us, we just disguise our voices, so <laughs> <laughs> but actually, honestly, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, yeah, and uh, I'm not saying we're the best or i i I don't even want to say how good or bad we are because mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of biased, I mean, we do it, it's me when I listen to it, but right. honestly, there's just some people who shouldn't do it. <laughs> they're they're really really yeah some of them are really popular too and and have a large audience and and it's like the whiniest voice you've ever heard. I mean, if they were doing ours, it would be like, "Hi, this is the MyMag.com com podcast I'm your host, and well, we got a lot of things to cover today I mean I'm serious that's why I'm listening to these, but is their content good? No, not really. they just swipe news stories from everywhere and that's all they talk about they don't give their own opinion they don't it's just horrible occasionally they'll uh, uh, if it's a tech one sometimes they'll read questions from listeners mm-hmm. and suggest other listeners write in with the answers i mean that it's just it's just boring you know and uh you know, but then again to each their own maybe some people like that yeah. i i don't particularly like it but I have found some uh, really, really good podcasts out there. And what I'd like to do is in the future, perhaps even starting next week, is, uh, well, go out there and uh, see what we can find, you know. Mm. Pro- I'd, like to, I'd like to give some uh, free PR to really good podcasts. Sure. You know, maybe we can steer some of our listeners who are probably looking for good content themselves to the other podcasts that are worth listening to.
0: Absolutely. What do you think? Good idea? No, I I think it's a great idea. I'd like to have it myself so I can listen to it at work.
1: Uh, I did listen to one podcast, and I've actually been communicating with the guy. Honestly, I can't remember his name right now, but it's uh, Uh podcast411.com. And and his whole podcast is nothing but interviews with podcasters. He basically introduces you to other podcasts. And I thought that was a really good idea. And I listened to one or two shows ago. And he was asking, and he was talking about the equipment that they use to record, and uh, we got into a little bit of an email conversation on the equipment that we're using, Mm -hmm. and he's a Mac user himself, so it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I I don't mind helping people out like that at all, because I don't look at it as competitors or anything like that. No, no. I mean, we're all cool, and it's, it's all good.
0: Well, and there's plenty of stuff out there, and the nice thing about podcasting is you do have the freedom to say what you want to do. It's not controlled by the FCC or any other committee or commission, so. Yeah,
1: that's true. Which, <laughs> I think that's half the appeal right there, that people are...
0: Well, for some of the podcasts I've listened to, it certainly <laughs> is, but...
1: Yeah, well, and <laughs> some of the podcasts I've listened to, well, the FCC will only regulate, you know, decency as far as language. Right. It, they don't regulate decency as far as, this is crap content. Mm-hmm. So, which is probably a really good thing, because we'd probably be off the air by now. <laughs> you know, we'd say we're on the air. We're not on the air. There's no air. No. We're on the net. We're on the net. We're on the net. We're on
0: your iPod. Uh, okay, let's... uh. uh We've got a quick question here from sure. uh, one of our listeners just to see if you can field this. This is from uh, Joe Jewel. I hope I'm I pronouncing your uh, last name correctly. Basically, Joel says that he was wondering if there was a program for System 10.2.8. He says, I'm waiting to buy Tiger to, Tiger, if and when it comes out. I don't see any program for 10.2 that I can set up to grab the podcast. Uh, do you know what's going on with that
1: uh let's see uh i think he lives in the interior of alaska was that the email
0: yeah that's the guy that was okay
1: alaska. uh it. i did respond to joe but i will uh do so again here for the benefit of everybody else number one um <coughs> i'm waiting to buy tiger you okay yeah okay uh waiting to buy if and when it comes out well it it is coming out and it will come out really really soon probably sooner than most people are imagining but that's just a guess on my part i don't have any inside information However, uh, after I got his email, I went to a lot of different podcast uh, websites as far as podcast receivers getting the podcast to you, Uh, iPod or X, and a few other ones, and they all required System 10.3, which I thought is just ridiculous. Everybody that's on the Mac OS X platform now, or Mac OS X, however you want to say it, um, honestly, I bet that not even half of them are using 10.3 yet. Most people don't move ahead that fast. Um well, I was I, happy
0: with 10.2.8. two eight. So Well
1: I is that what you were using here? That's what um, I was using until we upgraded it. Yeah, but you know, most people really they, they get to a certain point and they kinda of sit there for a while and they wait and they wait. But for all these new programs to require the latest and greatest Mac OS X operating system, I think is somewhat foolish. Yeah. Um I did find uh let's see i actually s- i actually steered Joe towards the net newswire program. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't associate that with podcast receiving, mm-hmm. but it works just fine um and I told him to get the light version because it's free yeah and uh they do have older versions for older software for older operating systems, but you gotta kind of search around for it yeah. um so this is kind of my um, call to arms if you will for the iPotter type softwares out there that is used to subscribe to podcasts, you know, make them work with say system ten point one forward. Don't limit it to just the ten point three users out there. And remember, there's actually some macOS Classic users, macOS nine point blank, and there's nothing out there for them. Right, nothing at all. Um, and I did hear, well, somebody did ask me, how can I list a podcast? I I've, I'm still on Mac nine. And I said, "Well, you can just go to the website and
0: and uh, download as MP3." Yeah, I mean, which and, is what I do at work. Yeah,
1: that's and, and a lot of people do that. So, yeah. most people probably at this point don't listen to this show or any other exclusively on a portable MP3 player. Mm-hmm. I would say most people probably listen at work on a Mac or a PC or whatever they're using with the headphones on, cracking up during work.
0: Hopefully, but
1: <laughs> but not everybody. We do have someone. Um, I, I thought this was a pretty good email uh, last week. I did mention that uh, if anybody wanted a Gmail account, mm-hmm. email me and i 'll be happy to send them an invite. The only way you could get a Gmail account is mm-hmm. to get an invitation mm-hmm. it 's not a big deal. I still have a whole bunch left. I think they renewed me again i 've got fifty again. So if anybody out there wants a Gmail account, um, send a gmail account or send me an email account. Well, I'm going to try that again. An email
0: request. An yes, email there we go.
1: An email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And this is a new address for us. So. Yeah.
1: For longer, I don't want to say long-time listeners, because we we've only been on for a couple months now. Right. But for long-term listeners, uh, our new email address is mymacpodcast at gmail.com. So, But you can still reach us at the other ones. Tim sure. at mymac.
0: Chad Perry at mymac. Uh,
1: let's see. Anyways. I get a email from Dickie in London, and he requested a, uh, you want to read that? I thought that was a pretty funny email.
0: He says, uh, you don't know me, but I'm a newbie to podcasts, and I'm listening to most things at the moment. Some stuff is interesting, some stuff is not. Your show fits under interesting, and it passes the time nicely on my daily London tube. Uh, Subway, I think you may know it as. Journey to work via my shiny new shuffle. Anyway. In your latest podcast you mentioned about Gmail invites yep. and requested one.
1: Yep. So. so he requested one and we sent one out and uh Dickie got his MyMac, or his uh Gmail Gmail email account and uh hopefully it works well for him. You know, I we got I got this email from him very early Thursday morning, at least early here in in uh, North England. America. Yeah. And of course, England is what, six hours ahead? Uh four. Four hours ahead. After four. Mm. But I thought it was kind of strange that, and it and it really shouldn't be any surprise to me. I've been I've been a publisher now for MyMac dot com for a decade for ten years. Yep. Started in nineteen ninety five, and I've got email from people literally all over the world. Mm-hmm. You name it, I I can pretty much tell you we've had a reader from that country. Um, but for someone to listen to you and me talking in the London Tube. Or in
0: the in the middle of Alaska. (laughs) In the middle of
1: Alaska, it's just kind of strange to me, you know. I think it's really cool, though. Oh, it's it's fantastic.
0: You could never do this with radio.
1: No, no, absolutely. Well, you could with satellite radio, but I mean, we'd have to buy a satellite, and that's just. I just don't have that much money right now. I don't either. So we're gonna stick with the podcasting. I think. Uh, we've got our winners coming up from our last week's contest. We we had quite a few, Mm -hmm. including. we, we just picked randomly, but one of the names that I noticed that we got a winning entry from was the person who won last week.
0: Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeff. 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 Jeff,
1: Jeff. <laughs> he, actually, that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. two weeks ago. Jeff. Um, yep. Jeff won two weeks ago, and he almost won again this week. <laughs> wow. So I was like, ooh. And I don't mind sending him the same prize. No, and we said he could compete. So. And we uh, we absolutely did. He, he didn't played. win. So if, I know Jeff's listening right now thinking, oh. Did I win? Did I win? Did I win? I'm going to get two speakers. <laughs> no, you didn't win, but... Um, you were hey, close. Hey, enter again. We are going to have another contest again yep. in two weeks, or next week. Yes, yes next, next week. Next week, we we'll yep. contest. Um, I'm working on one of two different giveaways for the next week's show, so I can't pre-announce it. I was hoping okay. to. I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to be, but I can't really go into that yet.
0: So, Tate, just stay tuned next week, and we'll announce what the contest is and what the prize is. Yep. Um, you know what, let's
1: uh let's jump to our commercial real quick, we're at about 11 minutes, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Not Mac News, then we're going to come back with a interview with Chris Sebold, oh excellent, Um, it's going to be kind of like a, a nice little 10 minute Chris Sebold right in the middle of the podcast because mm-hmm. he does the Not Mac News, and then he's going to turn right around and do an interview, yep. And then we're going to get into our contest.
0: And announce our contest winner. who We haven't announced yet.
1: That's right. And uh, play the answers. And then I'm going to talk about a uh, pretty cool product. And uh, stay tuned after the break.
2: Most websites are only there for you to buy something.
1: Buy, buy, buy.
2: At smalldog.com, well, they're happy if you buy something, but that's just half the story. Take a walk around SmallDog.com and you'll find the inside scoop on Mac products and lots of helpful how-tos for beginners and experts alike. Digital photography and graphic design, music and sound, small business and more. From iTunes to InkJets, Apple to Ziff. SmallDog.com so you can love your Mac more. High technology at low prices. SmallDog.com
1: And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel.
3: The rumor mills are packed to bursting, with hints of new pro-level applications to be revealed at Apple's 2005 Worldwide Developers Conference. Through a series of hefty bribes, News was able to learn that the biggest revelation during the conference will be in addition to the iLife suite. The program, named iFreakingRule, will give users a false sense of professionalism about projects created with the other iLife programs. are in agreement in thinking that this is one application the world could do without. The conference will also feature new hardware. Due to continued consumer pressure, Apple will unveil a new video iPod. The device will be able to play movies from a DVD or from the included hard drive. The device also features a keyboard, stereo speakers, and a much larger than usual screen. Naming has not been revealed. But our source did note that the product was currently available and is known as the iBook. That's Not Mac News for this week. I'm Chris Siebold.
1: And that was another uh, Not Mac News with Chris Siebold. Speaking of Chris Siebold, we're going to do a quick interview with him on his new book, iMovie on the Cheap. Hi, Chris. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so you've been uh, selling a new iBook out there, or an eBook, I should say, not an iBook. It's about iMovie, and uh, it's got a great cover. Where'd the cover come from? Uh, that's Todd Long, a fantastic artist and probably my best friend. It's a really neat, I like the uh, the the fake Bigfoot character on the cover it's it's really really cool is that supposed to be you on the cover filming it
2: um that was in reference to a a video we shot together uh, a canon gl2 review we did of the camera and i was in fact the fake bigfoot
1: you were the fake bigfoot in the video yes i was now this is a six chapter book uh comes up to 95 pages and it's only five dollars uh why only five dollars um, the one of the
2: big problems with iMovie books is they're a little too involved and they cost a little too much iMovie is a program for people who don't know a lot about making movies and they just want to do it they don't want to spend a lot of time reading hearing how to hire actors they just want to get to it and get it done and since it comes with uh, your Mac you know, there's not a lot of reason to charge a lot for the book people want to be able to do that stuff really on the cheap
1: on the cheap is really the uh, the key here. The book itself may only be five bucks, but honestly, for the amount of content and uh, and the, the content itself, it really should be worth more than five dollars. If this was actually printed in a store, you'd probably make it'd probably go for at least thirty dollars a book. Uh, I
2: would hope so. I mean, it. I, I'm really proud of the book. I think it, it came out pretty well. Uh, it has a lot of information in it, without a lot of extraneous information that people won't use. Now there are. I, I don't envision. Oh, sorry.
1: No, go right ahead. I, I
2: don't envision that uh, most iMovie users will read it and think I've sp- I've wasted a lot of time reading where to rent props or where to hire actors or things that populate most iMovie books.
1: Yeah, speaking of, there are a lot of iMovie books out there. What do you think sets this one apart? After uh, you know there. I would probably say there's a good, what, 25, 30 iMovie books out there. What do you think sets yours apart from those?
2: Well, I've read most of those books, and the thing that sets this one apart is it shows you how to get your movies done quickly and within the limits of most iMovie users. All those books go into, you know, hiring people, renting stuff, buying lighting, really expensive lighting, and that stuff that, you know, Most people aren't ever going to use using iMovie.
1: Yeah, if people are doing that sort of uh, expense, they're probably going to be using a much more complicated and expensive program, I would imagine.
2: I would say they'd be using Final Cut Express at at the very
1: least. For what most people are going to do with their video camera at home, do you feel that iMovie is really the program that they're they're ever going to need? I think for 99% of the population...
2: Uh, iMovie's all you're ever gonna need. To be, to be quite honest, there's nothing that most people c- would wanna do that they can't do with iMovie.
1: How long did it take you to write the book?
2: Uh, about, what, four to six months. I can't remember. I think I started in October and finished in early January.
1: Uh, out of all the six chapters, what do you think's your favorite?
2: Well, I think the most useful chapters are the ones that, uh, that dwell on the uh, effects and titles and stuff because you can read it without read it and reject them or accept them without going through it. I think the best chapter is the intro chapter.
1: The book is iMovie on the Cheap. You can download a sample chapter at the MyMac.com website. Simply go to www.mymac.com/ebooks. Go to iMovie on the Cheap, and you will find a link to download a sample chapter here in PDF format. Thanks a lot, Chris. And Thank you,
0: Tim. And thanks to Chris Siebold for uh, taking out the time to do the interview with Tim. That was a lot of fun. That was actually pre-recorded. That was
1: pre-recorded in iChat. Um, and we'll get into eventually. Uh, this is something that we've been wanting to talk about, uh, a particular program that really is going to change a lot of things for I think a lot of different people yep. within iChat. But we'll get into that probably in a week or two when we have a little bit more time. We're kind of uh we're kind of cramped for time on this show, which yeah. is kind of a rarity for us.
0: Yeah, we're usually trying to string things out and look for additional content, but uh we're pretty packed today.
1: Yeah, we got one thing that we really need to get to right now, and that is our contest from last week.
0: Absolutely, and our contest winner.
1: Uh let's first go back and listen to the Mac Quiz questions, as uh many of you may or may not know, we play four clips from different past Apple commercials. We ask you, the listeners, to simply send in uh what product Apple is advertising in these yep. clips. Uh the first one was what, a month ago now. Was yeah. was fairly simple, I think. The clips were pretty long. And we spaced out the clips um with a little music so they weren't all run together. This time around, we didn't do that. We just jammed all the clips right together and said, tell us what it is. So here was the contest from last week. See if you can figure it out. And if not, listen, because we're going to give you the answers right afterwards and tell you who won. Jeez, you're just going to so want one. The world's fastest, most powerful personal computer.
0: Julie, whatever happened to Leslie?
1: As for Pentium PCs, well that are
0: harmless. And that was our contest from last week. And the winner of this week's contest will win a Digital Fidelity One speaker system from Roger Sound Labs.
1: And of course that's the same prize that we gave away two weeks ago. Right. And, uh, but and our contest
0: winner from, last, from the last contest has already received him and is enjoying him at home. Yeah, he said he liked him. Yeah. So that was real great. Uh, let's get to the answers and then
1: we will jump right into who the winner is. The first one is the it may be commercial the Powerbook Titanium here's the full version it may be because it's only 1 inch thin or weighs just 5.3 pounds it may be because it has a 15.2 inch screen or is super computer fast it may be because it's made out of titanium but you know whatever it is jeez you're just going to so want one the incredibly thin ultralight mega widescreen titanium portable supercomputer
0: yes it was a powerbook titanium and our next one is blown through the house for the power mac g5 and here's that commercial in its entirety
1: Introducing the Power Mac G5, the world's fastest, most powerful personal computer. Watch your
0: head. Ouch!
1: Of course, he said what it is. It's the Power Mac G5 commercial. Uh, Number three, I thought this one would, would really stump some people because this one really didn't make... Too many rounds on the television screen, but I don't even
0: remember seeing it.
1: Uh, I actually I do, um, but uh, let's jump right in. Here is uh, answer number three. First, a uh, full commercial.
0: Press that red button. Keep it right on us, okay, everyone. We have a really big surprise for
1: you. go. i Sofia, Tommy,
0: I love this part.
3: Julie, whatever happened to Leslie? Shoot, edit, burn. With iDVD
1: from Apple, it's that easy.
0: Yes, that was Elope, and that was for the iDVD application. And the last one is actually one of my all-time
1: favorite Apple commercials.
0: Because we used it in the last contest, too. Did we? I think we did. No, I don't think we did. Uh, we won't go back and listen to it, but... <laughs> Maybe I did use it. I don't remember.
1: Uh, here's the last one. In, in, I'll give you the answers right now. It's G4 Tanks. I think this is a cool commercial. Yeah. For the first time in history, a personal computer has been classified as a weapon by the U.S. government. With the power to perform over 1 billion calculations per second, the Pentagon wants to ensure that the new Power Macintosh G4 does not fall into the wrong hands. As for Pentium PCs, well, they're harmless.
0: And that was our contest, our last contest for uh, the uh, Digital Fidelity One speaker system from Rogers Sound Labs. And the winner of this last contest, who got all four of these entries correctly, was... uh, Jim Howells of Elgin, Illinois. Congratulations, Jim. Wow,
1: that was really cool. I didn't think anybody was going to get all four.
0: Yeah, we got quite a few people who actually got it right. Including the guy who won last time. Now I know it. So so congratulations again, Jim, and I hope you enjoy those Digital Fidelity One speakers from Rogers Sound Labs. And uh, speaking of sound, I noticed you were using your iPod in the car today without your headset on.
1: Well, I never listened to them with a headset on in the car, but... Yeah, you're correct. I'm actually using my iPod in the car, which is uh, rare for me. I've, I've reviewed products in the past to use your iPod in the car, and I really never had a whole lot of luck with it. Uh, in fact, back in November 2004, I reviewed the newer technologies Road Trip FM transmitter, and I gave them a, a 3 out of 5. Um, hmm. it, number one, it didn't work in my car. Um, I had two different models. One was 877 It broadcasts, obviously, let me back up and tell people what I'm talking about. It basically takes the music out of your iPod and transmits it to a radio station in your car. In this case, I had two different models, the 87.7 megahertz, which my radio doesn't even have. Mine starts at Mm 87.9. And the 107.7 frequency as well. You live right here in West Michigan, so you know... What's sitting at one hundred seven point seven?
0: Right, it's RKR, they're one of the biggest stations in the area. Yeah, so. I think
1: they're like a fifty thousand watt radio station. Yeah. So obviously, um, this little FM transmitter isn't going to compete real well with a fifty thousand watt radio station. And but I did test it, and I got a lot of bleed over. I would hear yeah. some of the music that was coming from my my iPod, but most of the music I was listening to was RKR, <laughs> and you know, so it didn't really work. I did test the eighty seven point seven one in my wife's Taurus. And it worked in there, but it just worked okay. It it wasn't the greatest. But uh, I still figured that this probably would work for most people. I just didn't have a whole lot of luck myself. So I gave it a three out of five. Mm -hmm. Newer Technologies um, sells this through MaxSales.com, Otherworld Computing. Uh And uh, so the fine folks over there at MaxSales.com sent me their latest version. And uh, I, I... honestly I wasn't expecting a whole lot and it's the 87.9 so it's just a couple frequencies up from the very first one.
0: But it hits your bottom on your stereo.
1: That's the first station that I get and as you probably know this as well there's nothing there. Right. There's no broadcast or anything. It's just static. So I really wasn't hoping for a whole lot. This is a, a very small powered FM transmitter. So what you do the one end of the FM transmitter plugs directly into your headphone jack and your iPod. Mm-hmm. The other part plugs into your cigarette lighter. In fact, it's it's a huge... You, you know those uh, cigarette lighter adapters that you plug in and they're just a great big black thing? That, sure. That, that's basically all it is. And the entire FM transmitter parts are inside that. Wow. So I really wasn't expecting a whole lot, to be honest. So I, I plug it in, and it's a really tight fit because my cigarette lighter is actually inside where the, the ashtray itself is, and I never use that. Mm-hmm. And it's a really tight squeeze, but I can just get it in. So I try it. I, pu- I plug it in. And I plug it into the iPod. Now remember this is uh, this road trip um, FM transmitter is only twenty bucks. I turn on the iPod and it sounds fantastic. I mean it I couldn't believe it. It's it literally gave my iPod, which is a second generation, a new lease on life. Because up to this point the only thing that I was really using it for was to transfer files from my house here to the studio. Yeah. So um the studio—it sounds uh, very industrious, doesn't sure it? Sure does. Yeah, and uh, so that's really all I was using it for. It was basically a 20 gigabyte external mm-hmm. FireWire hard drive.
0: So, would you say that newer technologies hit a home run with this one then?
1: Uh, I think so. I, I'm going to have to give it a five out of five. I'm wow. not actually going to write a review of it. I already did this review, mm-hmm. and I only gave it a three out of five. But I really don't think I have a whole lot to add as a written review. So I'm just going to do it right here in the podcast. Uh, so the road trip. 87.9 megahertz model um, 20 bucks go to maxsales.com if you have an iPod or really a, a portable CD player or any other mp3 player that has a headphone jack plug it into it and it's going to yeah. transmit the day de- works great I, I'm really impressed um, I don't want to say it's a home run per se but I would say it's at least a triple excellent excellent. <laughs> to use the, the baseball um, terminology
0: Well, on that note, we'd like to thank all the folks who responded to us by uh, email and by sending MP3s. Uh, Please continue to respond. You can reach us at uh, chadperry at mymac.com. You can send me email at tim at mymac.com. And you can hit the radio show at mymacpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Remember, you can always open up GarageBand, plug a microphone in, and uh, record yourself talking and send us that MP3 file. Uh, we'd love to be able to put you on the air. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send us an email. We we uh, we thrive on feedback. So even if you hate what we're doing, eh, send it anyways. We don't care.
0: We need to be validated. <laughs> we'd also like to thank Chris Siebold for the interview and, of course, for the uh, Not Mac News.
1: That's right. And if you guys are looking for a really good, and uh, inexpensive, I don't want to say cheap, because it's it's not a cheap book. This is a very... High quality, well-written book. It's iMovie on the cheap from Chris Siebold. He put a lot of time and effort into it and it really shows it's a great read. Go to mymac.com backslash ebooks. We are also selling an ebook from Neil. Uh let's see here. Go to mymac.com backslash ebooks and check out buying used Mac. So if you're looking, if you're in the market to buy a used Mac, and you're like, man, I just don't know which one to pick up. Buying used Mac is another $5 dollars ebook. It's really well worth your time. Go take a look at that. And, uh, again, send us feedback at mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, I'm Tim Robertson. I'll see you guys in a couple days. And I'm Chad Perry. We'll see you next week. And next week's show. A new contest. What could it be? What could it be? Mm. And possibly broadcasting from another location.
0: A remote location. Our, Our secret base. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, everyone. See yeah. ya.